0: I'm ready.
1: Let's do it!
0: Welcome, one and all, to episode 220 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, we have a special interview with Sky and Matt from the band Sumo Psycho. And this was a really cool live stream that I did with them. Uh, If you haven't joined me on the Signals from Mars live stream... The episodes go off, or I should say that we record the episodes Friday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, um, 11 p.m. in the UK, and midnight Friday going into Saturday for those of you in Europe. Um, this was a very cool episode because there was a lot of chatter going on in the chat while we were talking to Sky and Matt, and I was able to, you know, add some questions that were being thrown around. And and there were some things that I thought were kind of like, oh, why they're going to give me some, like, crap answer for this. And it was quite the opposite. It was very, very interesting and engaging a lot of the stuff that they mentioned. Um, This is the longest I've had anyone, any musical artist on the live stream. And it was cool because they didn't shy away from anything. And I've known of Sumo Psycho for... Some time now, you know, I've had songs of theirs in my various playlists. Um, but I really truly think, and you'll hear me say it during the interview, that initiation, their new um, just takes things to another level. Um, I've been podcasting close to 12 years, I figured it out. Actually, it's almost a month. Well, um, June 25th is the first day that I released. A podcast. I'm recording this May 24, May 21st. Jesus. Um, So it's almost 12 years to the day that I started podcasting. Okay, a few weeks off. But anyway, I keep saying this over and over again with the episodes that I've released since I've started live streaming. I just want to have good conversations with people. And I want people to say to me, hey, I loved what you did talking to so-and-so. And And I want, you know, I love hearing from the the same thing from the artist. Hey, thank you for, you know, having me on. And thank you for this not being the same old, same old interview, which I think is what we're getting from, from the various people that I have on, you know, and there are people that you'll talk to and you'll notice yeah, they're looking at their watch they're you know they're figuring out yeah man they're thinking about pancakes or they're thinking about whatever you know they they're not thinking about the interviews just something else and the you know the time that they're spending with you really doesn't matter all right maybe in the grand scheme of things it really doesn't but at least it seems like with this interview that it was that we 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 both, the band, the people in the chat, and myself all had a really good time. And that, to me, is really cool. And I hope that comes across in this recording. Uh, you can check out the video version of this up on YouTube as well. As I'm recording this, I'm uploading it to YouTube and making all the necessary adjustments. Um... I don't know, doing the live stream and doing everything that I've been doing since, you know, earlier this year. Actually, it's late last year when I started doing the live stream again. I I honestly think has really rejuvenated me when it comes to podcasting. Um, I, you know, for a long time was burnt out and really pissy about things and and not to say that I'm not now, but, um, it's different. It's different because I feel like I'm doing some interesting interviews and I'm having interesting discussions with people more so than just interviews. I, I, again, it's just great chats about music and, and I hope that people kind of feel that when they're listening to this as well. So, uh, you know, I I definitely hope that you guys don't feel like you're wasting your time listening to the the interview. Uh, If you've listened to me babble this far, just know that the actual interview usually starts at the 10-minute mark. So if you want to skip everything else that I'm going to be saying, go ahead. Um, That's why the fast-forward button is there. I do, however, want to send a shout-out to my patrons, Mike Jones, uh Jeremy Weltman, Steve Hoker, Chris Vaglio, Gabriel Ruiz, and um am I missing anyone? I don't think so. Mark Striegel is is the last one. Oh, and Brad Dahl. My bad. There's seven. Seven total. Shorts sure, a small crowd. It's a die hard crowd. And we have a lot of great discussions up there on Patreon. I also do a Patreon-exclusive podcast called the Victor M. a Podcast. Post a ton of videos. We're putting together a cool uh, playlist based on songs that the patrons are picking from the videos that I'm posting online. Some of them, some of the tracks that they're picking, I absolutely love. There are others that, not really my cup of tea, but hey. They're voting on them. That's what the whole purpose is here. It's a kind of a democratic thing. So if you want to come in, chat about music, comment on different posts and different things, feel free to do so. Um, One of the things that I asked this week, because I've been doing all these different big four questions over the last few weeks, is when it comes to Sweden... Who do you think the big four bands out of Sweden are? So it's interesting to see different people's comments to that, because depending on what type of music you listen to, obviously there's going to be a different um, a different answer to that. So uh, it's just very cool. It's cool to have people chime in and, and let me know what they think. So there you go. Um, I also want to mention that... MarsAttacksRadio.com is kind of your one-stop shopping deal for everything related to this podcast, social media links, links to the to the live shows or the subsequent YouTube uh videos for those shows, um links to sign up for the newsletter where you know it keeps you up to speed with all the shows that I'm involved in, whether it's just Mars Attacks, it could be Galaxy of Geeks, could be my Patreon show, could be the two shows that I co-host with Mark Striegel from Talking Metal on his Patreon. Could be my recent appearance on the Decibel Geek podcast or on the Shockwave Skull Sessions uh podcast as well. I've been real busy with podcasting lately, so that's why I put this newsletter together, you know, and also because I understand that not everyone has a chance to listen to everything that I do when I'm releasing it. So it's just a friendly reminder. Hey, I just did this. If you didn't check it out, feel free to do so. If not, then no problem at all. I understand your time is extra valuable. All of our time. (laughs) or My time is just as valuable as your time and vice versa. That's what I'm trying to get across. So I appreciate you checking out this episode. I hope you enjoy the interview. Thank you for your support. If you do get a chance to hop on over to the Patreon again links in MarsAttacksRadio.com to that or just go to Patreon forward slash MarsAttacks podcast and I just want to say thanks. Thanks for once again checking this out. If you can't go to Patreon help spread the word via social media retweet share, like, tell artists that you enjoy, that you want to hear them on the show, on the Signals for Mars live stream, so on and so forth. And that is basically it. Once again, I can't say it enough. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode. And we will see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. And I will leave you with my interview with Sky and Matt from the band Sumo Psycho. See ya! Welcome everyone to tonight's edition of the signals from ours live stream brought to you by the Barstacks podcast and let's see I gotta fix this because I can't cut you out <laughs> we have our guest <laughs> Uh let's see guys we gotta
2: cut go. her
0: oh, okay. I mean I can cut the uh, chat panel out for now and I can fit you guys both in easily or wait hold on a second um it's no, all good. We can awesome. do it
2: like this. It's it's fine. No worries.
0: Oh. There we go. That works out. People are here to see you, not me. So uh, I want to welcome everyone to tonight's episode. We have Sky and Matt from Sumo Psycho on board. How are you guys?
2: Oh, we're good. We're busy. Busy bees over here. Trying to get as much as we can done a week after album release and still feels like. There's never ending amount of things to do.
0: You're talking about this. Well, it's reflecting off of the camera.
2: Nice. nice. You have one of the diehard editions. That's sick.
0: Yeah. I haven't opened it yet because I'm saving it to do uh up on Patreon. I do unboxings of all the vinyls that I get. So I do oh, the unboxings cool. for my patrons. So that will be one of next month's um, unboxings. Cause I, this month's already taken care of. So. I gotcha. have um um last week was a big week for releases you guys Gojira and your label mates uh Tetrarch which will all be next month's um unboxing so um hello to everyone in the chat and um I have a bunch of questions for you guys um and anything you guys want to skip Tell me to go scratch and we'll go to the next question. No problem. Um,
2: There's nothing you can scare us with. I think we can handle any question you throw at us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, You're talking about being very busy. Obviously, you guys have taken advantage of all the time during the pandemic. Um, Outside of touring, is there anything that you guys haven't been able to do yet that you still want to do?
2: Yeah, well, it did throw a wrench in uh, a lot of the plans. Obviously, having uh, people around period is, is right. helpful when you're trying to make videos, when you're trying to get the band together, doing like live streams, for instance. Like even uh, right now in Ontario, it's illegal to do any live like stream as a performance. Oh, so wow. you're not even allowed to have like a couple camera guys and like your band in a room together. So oh. those are challenges that present themselves that you can't really. You know predict and it changes obviously month to month as the yeah. restrictions change so i'm not going to say that the pandemic's been easy for us by any stretch of the imagination but we've been able to because we're kind of homebodies and we have a home yeah. studio do our own videos we've been able to do a lot um that some bands haven't been able to do because of the the problems with with all the restrictions so you know, right. we're not going to complain too much. We have it better than some people, but at the same time it's it's just not a good thing overall cuz we want to see venues do well. We want to see other right. bands do well. We want to see touring back. You know, we want to see our crews and all the crew members that are tour managers and friends that don't have jobs right now, you know, that's not right. never good to see.
0: Right, absolutely. Um, it's funny to me that there have been bands that have complained and really not taken advantage of all of this time. I mean, obviously everyone knows their circumstances. Maybe people have had to work jobs or do different things to keep things afloat. But for bands that have just sat back and chilled out on their sofa this entire time and done nothing to help promote themselves.
2: Well, they're just not professionals, right? They're just like bands that aren't professionally in advance. You know, you got to work all that time. Yeah. You know,
3: Oh man, you're too funny. It's
2: true. You no, know, I'm every day. I from- don't even
3: think you finished this question. You're just like, well, they're not even professional. No, I, I was getting there. You know, that's fine.
0: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's funny. I see all these people, not all these people. I see some people complaining about, hey, we can't do this. We can't do that. We, And, you know, I'm seeing that you guys are still within the confines of what you guys can do. You're doing everything that you can. You know it
2: is a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think like for us, it's um like technology is the way that people are gonna experience music in this time. And everyone right. who has an access to a smartphone or a computer has ways that they can figure out how to make things work. I and mean like, streaming so- like yourself, doing interviews, going online and, and like countless mu- And like our videos. music
3: videos, we kind of always made music videos like independently yeah. before COVID hit. It's kind of like <laughs> we only had like maybe two or three extra crew that we'd pull out. So it wasn't like, uh, impossible for us to figure out. It's about, it's just getting past the lack of motivation when you're looking mm-hmm. at the world that you can't tour. Mm. And you, that's the biggest thing I think a lot of musicians have is that lack of motivation of going like, when is this going to open up? And when can it work? And kind of our heads have been like, yeah, we, you know, it's been really hard, but we just keep thinking like we got to just keep making as much, content as possible and connecting with people as much as possible online if we can't get out there and tour right now so that's kind
2: of yeah I think the the mental hurdle is probably the biggest thing right because I mean in in the pandemic at the beginning I think I I I can speak for myself but I'm sure other people can relate of just like that kind of job draw or jaw-dropping of stuff going on in the world and you're like watching all this unfold going okay i'm kind of confused at what all of this means for me in my life and how do i continue on under these set of circumstances but i think after the first few months you know things settled in that okay we're gonna have to figure out how to pivot in the right directions Mm -hmm. to make it work and for me it's like you know. We know that we're not probably going to be out there touring. So let's think of plan B, C, D, E, and everything else that we can to try to make this career still happen for us. Because for us, this is, you know, luckily it's our full-time gig and we want to keep it being able to survive doing music full-time. So we got to like work extra hard to make it work in these circumstances. And, you know, it puts the pressure on our shoulders to make sure there's music out there and videos out there. And
3: one thing we were good at Mm. is before we even met Napalm, uh, we we were already doing our own kind of independent tours, our own independent store. Uh, we already had a nice, solid, you know, cu- cult family that kind of yeah. helped support us when we're on tour. So we've been lucky to sustain. A lot of that family's been behind us on this record and just stuck right. with for the bunch of months. So that's, that's a big help.
2: Yeah, 100%. The fans are everything in this time. And being close to close as you can to them is the most important thing
0: yeah it makes total sense i mean everything that you're saying i feel sorry for people that think that things are just going to go back to normal at the drop of a hat if they haven't done anything this entire time you know you have to connect you have to keep telling people hello i'm here you know there's a million and one bands out there and if you don't do it someone else is going to step up and do it instead. So why not leverage what you have and, you know, continue to connect with that fan base that you you guys are talking about? You know, it only really makes
2: sense. Yeah. Especially if they have extra time, you know, like you said just laying on the couch. I mean, there's so many things you can learn about the industry, everything from how to use your social media is better, how to take yeah. on some of the video tasks or You know, there's so much. I mean, I'm obsessed with trying to learn new skills all the time. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I never have enough time to learn them. So jealous of people who have time (laughs) time to sit on a couch and do nothing.
3: I laughed at like some of the people I hear that, oh, you know, I didn't get this done. I didn't get that done. I'm like, man, we all we do is want to work and get creative. I I, I, I laughed, especially when I saw I saw an article recently and it wasn't not dissing Metallica, but I was like, it said Metallica. Mm -hmm. Has written eleven new songs during COVID, and I was like, "That's it, like that's all." Like in this, in this, this—I mean, how many months? thats well, it. Just,
2: I think what? it's more of the fact that they're we got bragging so much, about eleven. Songs. We got so
3: much stuff going on, man. Bands are out there; right. they should be working really hard. They shouldn't be, yeah. I don't know. That's my brain at least. Yeah. I am just making fun of it because I thought it was funny. Because I think a lot of people,
2: eleven songs. Oh my god! I think how there's did a couple. I, I think there's
3: a couple new, new. A lot of these modern artists that are coming out have put out more than one record already during COVID.
2: Right. Yeah,
3: Totally. Yeah. I've, I've
0: interviewed people that have said flat out, I have to release my album, whether we're touring or not, because I write so much stuff that if I hold on to this for a year and a half, two years, I'm going to hate all these songs.
3: <laughs> just, yeah.
2: Sorry interrupt,
3: exactly. We've actually, we actually said the same thing, uh, during all this lockdown because of COVID when we signed with Napalm, you know, we were writing the material, but because of it, you know, it, It got the record got pushed back. They were like, you know, let's see how it plays out for a while. But after about six months, Guy and I were like, we have to set a date because we're getting bored of these, and we won't be anywhere near as motivated, and won't fall in love with trying to make the videos happen. There's a passion that you need right at this moment. So we got to that point where we were like, this has to start happening because we we want to start writing new material. As soon as we start writing new material, that's going to be the stuff we're in love with. So yeah, I feel any band that goes through that for sure. Yeah, makes sense. Um, a while ago, you guys
0: opened your house up your church to, uh, to napalm. And you guys did a whole uh, thing where you, it was like a tour where you guys showed, you know, where all the magic happens, uh, you know, throughout the entire, uh, building house, so on and so forth. Was there any hesitation in your mind to do that initially to say, wait a second, we're going to open the world to. To ourselves here kind of you know outside of panicking to pick everything up and make it all look neat Mm -hmm. um was there hesitation saying you know this this isn't for us or were you guys yeah sure let's go for it from the start
2: yeah well I think we've been a pretty open band with everything we've done especially with our core fan base um you know we uh we've always kind of been a little, maybe in some eyes of the industry, a little too open with talking about how things work behind the scenes and how we've been mm-hmm. able to navigate the industry. And I think for us, it's about just being honest and open, and that's kind of the philosophy we've always used. And you know, our, our 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 fan base already knew. We've already talked about the church a tons of times, and they've seen different aspects from behind the scenes here, behind the scenes there. But I think you know, showing everybody in one big kind of video uh, makes makes for kind of understanding how we work as a band, you know, here's where we do videos. Here's how we record. Here's how we run mm-hmm. our store. And I
3: think a lot of it in our head is like, um, we'd like to be as open as possible about things and right. let people know just how, how deep you got to go into your own business. If you wanted mm-hmm. to even, even someone somewhat, su- somewhat succeed, I don't consider right. us some like huge band. We're just lucky. We're out there. We're lucky. We yeah. have a deal. Now we're lucky. We do tours, but you know, for us to get to where we've got like sky and I right. had to like sit down 10 years ago and make a business plan up. That was like, we are going to cut out this person, this person, this person. We're, we're gonna,
2: never going to pay for a rehearsal studio. Yeah, again. We're, we're gonna, never going to pay for a video studio again. Like yeah. we need to have these things right. that are rigorous. invest
3: in everything ourselves. So we found this little beat up church. We, it, you know, we bought our own equi- camera equipment. We put ourselves in debt. Uh, I'd say probably thirty, forty you know thousand dollars on our credit cards in that first two, three years of us investing in gear and getting out on the road. The first ro- tour we ever did cost us maybe fifteen thousand dollars. We didn't make money. We It cost us money. So I think right. that bands bands have the balls to be honest and tell you like how it is. Then your fans start to understand there's way more out there. There's way more support needed right be behind that band a bit more and understand
2: we're always like this you know there's a certain <laughs> threshold that you're away from actually like hafting to quit because you you can't pay for anything anymore so <laughs> right. you want to stay within this like barrier <laughs> yeah. here and if you could like possibly jump out and become like a super successful band that's amazing but super rare so like we're just lucky we keep our
3: heads above stay water. balanced get yeah. here and
2: then to so
3: with the church we're, we're we're we look at it as like we're we're proud of the church like we, right. we came up like small, cool idea that we were like, we're going to cut out everyone or a lot of them. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what we're trying to teach people a little bit. We're not, obviously we don't want to tell people this is how we're know-it-alls, but there is, we've done this for years and we've survived and done a lot of tours now. And I really do. There is a key, a key to like maneuvering upstream without drowning. And Mm -hmm. it's all about cutting out as many middlemen and learning how to do most of it yourself and we did 10 years before we, we decided to work with Napalm and mm-hmm. we worked out even the right deal with Napalm. It took a long time to write, work out the right deal so that we could still run our store. We could do mm-hmm. everything right. And I think that's, everything's about being up here and you can help, you know, really move yourself forward. The church is So it's one of those things we were proud of when we, I don't, you know, some people are probably like, how did these guys pull this off? I think we need to go into depth even more like Sky, Sky to pull off this church, you know, had a, had a back career on her and she went through a huge lawsuit with this career and there was a lot of fighting. And she was like, man, I got to get, when she fought and got out of this lawsuit, she was like, I need to come up with a business plan that Mm -hmm. says, how do I survive now when I've got away from this major label? And that's what she, this whole thing came about. Smart,
0: Right. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you're investing in your own brand with everything that you're saying and, a a lot of people don't realize that to become successful, you have to put money into whatever you're doing with the idea that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And that, you know, you may be treading water for, for some time, but you know, the idea is to be able to, as you guys are saying, keep your head above water in the long run. So, you know, I
3: appreciate appreciate you saying that that's it, it is, it's so vastly underrated. When somebody says you need to put money into making money, like when somebody Mm -hmm. says, like when I'm talking to a younger band, you know, and they're like asking me how to do it. And, you know, there's a lot of bands that will come to us and just go, do you have any special or have any tips you can give me? And like like the biggest thing is me going like spend money on yourself like you have Mm -hmm. to invest. And it doesn't mean you have to spend stupid money. Like Mm -hmm. be smart where you do it, but invest in yourself. If you can't be bothered, if you and your four band members or three band members or whoever can't be bothered to invest in yourself, why would other people want to invest in you? And Mm -hmm. that's how we've always thought. Right. Have you guys done anything to the church since that uh, video?
2: Um, I... (laughs) I, Only
3: music videos. No, Matt built a shed. Oh yeah, I built a new shed. Oh, okay. I built a storage shed for a lot of our props. (laughs) We were actually starting to get... Right. Our, house, our, our house is just crazy right now because we have a we run a store out of here and a like a little film production company so sky does music videos for other bands sometimes right. i record i record other bands here sometimes so we, we kind of got like our, our a lot of stuff going on in this little space right and, uh so we built the shed out back so that we can start storing all the terranaut heads all these skull heads and mm-hmm. all our props and uh and and we're just building a lot of sets right now that's for the past four months, we've been trying to keep up and make a music video almost every month, up until we until we released the the record. So we right now our loft space is just it was a huge set and then another set and then it changed it and so we just ripped the set down about a couple about a week ago. Okay, and we're about to start building a new one for our next video that we want to put put together. Okay, Jeremy in the UK
0: is asking if I'm going to buy the vinyl tomorrow. Where do I buy it? from that makes you the most money
2: ah well when we've signed the deal with napalm now it's you know wherever you buy it we're gonna it's a split same, deal anywhere same, you get same. it same but if you're in the uk i would suggest buying it from Na- a napalm store uh from the eu so it's less shipping for yeah it'll you. Be less
3: shipping yeah. for you and probably get there faster we appreciate you asking jeremy and yeah and uh but yeah we, we made a proper deal with them so anywhere it goes we we get a, a proper cut thank cool. you. Though. Awesome. Um, hitting on the videos.
0: How many videos have you guys made yourselves over the years just for the band?
2: We've lost count.
3: No, no, no. I'm close. You know? I, well, I don't know. Okay. Uh, we've made Sky's a social media monster. Like she just <laughs> loves being online. She has her whole life. Right. But so there's tons of content, but actual music videos, I think we're at 24, 25. Somewhere we'll in that forget. room which is pretty awesome considering we only f- got funding for four of them from napalm. The rest was all us. And even with the funding that napalm gave us, we still put our own money in because they got pretty elaborate with what we do. <laughs> yeah. We've done about 25. I'd like to think, I actually want to look into soon what the Guinness book of records is of who, hold, you know, the most music videos for a band. Cause right. I would be surprised if we're starting to push that length, like where we could be getting to the numbers. That's a lot of music videos.
0: Yeah. Um, you've obviously released what four for this album so far,
2: actually, six
3: right. I forgot technically we released two before we signed with Napalm that are on the record. Okay, six, six altogether. Okay, um, how many more are coming from this album?
2: Well, we, I think we're probably gonna do at least two more.
3: Yeah, like if we could keep going, we will, but we're hoping because we've heard some rumors that there might be some touring starting by september october area and if Mm -hmm. that's the case we have to keep our business plan straight so we were thinking maybe through the summer we could get two more finished if we get our head straight and that would really line up that'd be eight videos off the record which is pretty cool
1: Mm -hmm. and
3: uh and then we could go into hopefully maybe get a tour in there just at the end of the year that'd be sweet if there's no tour though Mm -hmm. i'll push us i'll sky might kill me but (laughs) <laughs> we'll, i'll push us to just keep doing more i'll be like we're here we might as well finish the record and push the through the rest of the record and then because we, we've never done that we've never done a whole record of videos we came close the first record we did seven or eight videos nine, I nine. yeah we did a lot for the first record and then it got too busy for us to try and finish them and then right. we uh, we've got some diehards that always talk about like when are you going to finish the storyline because we have the kind of a storyline in the first right. record especially And we always keep talking about maybe we're going to figure out how to slide that back in somewhere.
2: So I bet we've done more than 25 videos. Yeah. Music videos. Music videos. Yeah. Because if you think about like the cover songs we've done are technically music videos. We did about nine before we started the album cycles. And then we did nine Mm. on the first record. It's got to be up there.
0: Yeah. It's got to be way up there now. Is there anything that you've got that you guys have wanted to do in a video that you haven't been able to pull off?
3: Oh, like every single music video, Sky has something she wanted to do that we have to cut, and I'm like, nope, that's not happening. Yeah. Actually, like there's like seven things in every music video. She comes to me when I when we have a video. Like we had a video for Vertigo that just came out that had six scenes, and I had to cut that down. And I had told her when she first telling me, told me in the car, I was like, okay, you just described to me like a whole record cycle worth of videos in one video, and we could cut it into two videos. And she was against that, but I cut out a couple things, and we got it down to six scenes it only took me a month to build all the sets for it like that's i try to tell her that's as much as it's creative and it's awesome it's really slows us down getting some stuff done when you get these great ideas but we're a really small two crew if i had like four people building the sets with me we would right. be done in two days but i'm spending two or three weeks sometimes so you did not job though. thanks but she does she's an elaborate girl she lives in this weird world like trying to live around a girl like this, you know, I'm at the studio, <laughs> I'm working on music and sky comes in with these ideas that I'm like, that's impossible. Like I have no clue how we're going to pull that off. And she's like, what if this happens? And then this happens. And I'm like, that costs like $20,000. We don't have that. And then it turns into this idea of like, how do we do it in some other weird way? Like other weird media, maybe it's a miniature right. or, or sky does animation on a green screen and jumps out a window of a house. We did, we did right. that in Boston, or We got her jumping out of a window of a house that completely just green screen effects because we really couldn't. She wanted to. She was like, what if we did this fake window and I jump out this window?" I was like, dude, you'll fucking kill yourself. That's what I'll do. <laughs> so I was like, let's figure out a new way to do this and save ourselves a lot of money and death. She gets some pretty elaborate. Ideas. Yeah,
2: I think that's one of the things we've talked a lot about is sometimes uh, if you just think about for there's always this one scene and I'm going to go back. Oh, gee. Spice Girls movie. <laughs> the whole movie is live action. And then there's this one scene where they show the bus, the tour bus jumping over the bridge.
1: I have London, not seen the movie.
2: so. And they go to like a miniature where it's just like a little toy with a little toy bus going Wee! over the thing. And they're like, sorry, we didn't have the budget for that. And <laughs> I've always remembered that as like, it still told the story in a way that made it kind of funny right. and cheap. And I've I've always said to Matt, there's a way that you can't do it in real life. Just figure out a hack and it'll work. Yeah. It'll be cool for our fans. They'll understand what we're trying to do. Yeah, so, <laughs> so
3: that's why some of our media changes. will like in the middle of a video, there'll be some really weird things. You know, Skies and Bystander had these weird cartoon spiders she created. When we first wanted to do it, we actually shot a real spider with a miniature, like in a miniature, okay. you know, like green...
2: Green screen, Green screen arena.
3: arena that we built for a spider. And I found this big dock spider out in our, in our backyard and we put them in there and we tried to film them so we could get this real spider and its real legs coming through. And we just realized like we don't have the gear. We don't have the right micro lenses, like mm-hmm. or the macro, macro macro lenses that you need. Like we just was not coming through. And I was like, we just don't have the budget. Like it we need better than this for what we're trying to create. We need
2: super slow motion because he's moving yeah, so fast. Yeah, he was moving
3: so fast. There was all these issues. And then we were like, Oh, well, that's screwed there. And then Sky was like, Oh, let's just go online and see what I can do and we start putting this animation together that looks ridiculous to me. Yeah, it does. But awesome, like it, it's yeah. our ridiculous and I, or I wouldn't have been down, but I was like, because at first I was like, Scott, what are you doing, man? And now like- Giant spires, how are we going
2: to make this And work? the way it looks, <laughs> and then I was like,
3: man, I get it, like this, I love all this different media starting to connect with it. And yeah, that's what she does. And I, I, I think it's fun. Matt, what's the craziest idea she's been able to pull off? The craziest idea you've ever been pull, ever to pull off. I mean, the last, the Vertigo video that she just did was- I wouldn't call the craziest, but the most elaborate that I was. Yeah.
2: I, what about fighter? F- oh, fighter. <laughs> actually, that's a good one. Okay.
3: Yeah. There, there you go. That's a good one. You should, that's actually the best, best one straight up uh, fighter. We did, it was on our first record. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a song that we really cared about. We thought it was a great song. So we wanted to make a really cool music video. And we started thinking about back at the time that it was, you know, we got into the, the Pacific rim was out and all these big mm-hmm. robot kaiju stuff. And, guy started going like let's do this video game of these two giant uh, a robot and me in an arena and i was like i love the idea but how are we going to pull this off with our cheap budget so basically we moved all our living room furniture all the studio gear everything we could in our big open concept space we moved it all into the room we're sitting in here in our living our kitchen so basically like i was and and we built our set in the living room over six months it took us through christmas
2: it and was had, all paper mache. All paper mache. All these paper boxes. Yeah, cardboard. this
3: this was before we were a touring band. We had barely done touring. We did we a couple we, tours. We'd yeah. done about two tours, so we had extra time between tours. We'd get a tour, we'd go out for two months, and then there was like a six month lull. So we'd have that time. This day and age, we won't when we usually are are every two months. We don't have time to do this kind of elaborate thing. But Sky built buildings that were like seven feet tall out of paper mache. A whole mountain she built into the side of our wall. And we built this huge robot costume that only our drummer could fit in. And he had a work schedule. So he would have to work until like nine o'clock at night. He teach drums at a school. And then uh and then he would drive over to our house at like ten and then shoot until like six in the morning in this robot suit for us. And we would just at the time we were still earlier film got people. We had we'd done some music videos, but we were still very much um, experimenting on even mm-hmm. making shots up. And so I felt like we took a long time figuring what we were doing out. And we put our drummer through the ringer and we put our house to the ringer. And like for months, I could just sit in my, I actually liked it. I could sit in the kitchen and like open the fridge door and get a beer.
2: While you're while watching, I was TV. watching
3: TV. And then the bathroom was like one foot away. Like everything <laughs> was very small and tight, but it was probably the, I was probably the biggest one she pulled off to actually get it done. And if you ever watch it, if you ever have time to go in and look at the video fighter, uh, especially after telling you, you it might be interesting, if you, you know, to look at how we built these weird sets, and mm-hmm. uh, it might come through a bit better of how strange and wild, wild it can be for us here. Mm-hmm. Can you say what the craziest idea that she came up with that you shot down? Oh nah there's been too many of them i'm a good
2: convincer no no no,
3: (laughs) i've shot tons of them down but most of them are when she starts bringing up like things that we can't afford so it's when she when it's like really where i'm like you sky doesn't think about the construction of things she just wants it done and she Mm -hmm. wants to be in front of it and she doesn't mind painting it she likes creating but like when it comes to like actual hammer, nails, framing, Sky's just not interested. She never really, she never like puts <laughs> her hand job. up. She never puts her hand up and like, oh, I can't wait to go do that with you. And so there's times where I'm like, that's just unaffordable. We're going to spend so much in lumber. We're going to spend so that, so those get shot down. Some of the flying stuff when Sky back in the day, we were like, get harness. Sky wanted to do harness work. A lot of stuff where I was like, dude, you're going to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. So there was some weird stuff over right there where we just had to be more careful. A lot of it is just logistics Uh, to make sure that a we don't hurt ourselves and b that we are making sure that we remember we're making a music video and not like Mm -hmm. a movie and uh, sky thinks we're making a movie and i'm like it can't take 12 months so there's those kind of things a lot of it's a long a logistics thing more than like she's so crazy all the time it's just they're very elaborate ideas one time we sent her through toronto with this tv on her head with this green screen on it so we could put all our fans on the and psycho family on the green screen and she walked through you know Toronto with this thing and it wasn't dangerous except she couldn't see half the time. So there's cars stopping and honking. And some of the things she did for her art, I was like, we just, you know, there's like we just gotta be careful, you know, you gotta be careful. Wait. She's uh in an interceptor is a video she is with our clowns. Uh it's one of the videos that we were somewhat kind of got popular on was Sky by accident uh was leaning over the railing and uh uh ceiling fan clipped her nose and clipped her eye and knocked her mm. out or almost out not completely and spl- split her head open we got it on
2: film at least blood it blood,
3: blood everywhere and you know like those kind of things i try to avoid which i don't always but those are the that's when you ask a me a lot of
2: injuries yeah, yeah. there's injuries yeah we that. had we've done where i've rolled off cars like moving cars we've done where i've Fallen by running the sidecar. Take out a
3: chunk of her knee, like stuff like that. And we always use it as promo. We're like, oh, I well, there's my more own promo. There <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you go.
0: Um, I saw an old video that you guys did for Digital Tour Bus, which I remember seeing back in the day when it came out. And it was you guys in the van explaining all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it, it You guys obviously are very DIY with everything uh, from the van to the house, to the videos, to everything else. And obviously from everything you're telling me, you guys are very frugal with your money as well to make sure that you guys can survive. Um, Out of everything that you guys do, how much of it is self-taught?
2: Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I never really went to high school and I never did post-secondary education. So this has been the education of music businesses my life. Um, But I was really blessed when I was younger to have a lot of great teachers as far as like musical theater teachers and singing teachers that really uh, instilled in me early how important it was to be um, your own artist and to pick Mm -hmm. and choose what you wanted to do with your career and to not just be swept up into you know, someone else's vision for you and what mm. they think that you should be. And and I think I learned also that in a balance because I did have an earlier pop career from when I was a teenager where I had to decide at a certain point when I got older, do I want to continue what I kind of set off doing at age 12 or do I want to mm. pivot and start doing something different? Um, right. But, and Matt too, I mean, he was touring in in bands across Canada, like... Since you were like 15, 16 years uh, old?
3: You know what? Actually, I didn't go across Canada too much. That's the reason. That's what I <laughs> That's what I learned is not to go across Canada too much. Um, I, I, a lot of it's self-taught for me. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was younger, I wanted to go across Canada on tours, but Canada's really vast. And I just right. remember thinking like, oh, you got to get the band right. It, the band's got to be right. Unless unless you just want to have fun. If that's mm-hmm. all it's just about fun, then sure, get, get in your band and go, but you know, a Wednesday night out in Calgary, Alberta, or somewhere like that, like you, you're not going to get unless you're a popular band, you're not going to get some random people showing up if they've never heard of you. So this mm-hmm. Bands make that mistake of just jumping on the road sometimes too early. So I avoided it for years. And I just made sure I always grew in my local area bigger and bigger and bigger. And for a while, I really owned my own little local area. And that was great. And then I realized that that bubble just burst like it just got to that spot where I was like, I'm not going to get any bigger in this local area unless I actually go on the road now. And my band couldn't do it. They, they're, they, they're, they were in the headspace, and they didn't realize what it took. Not all the way. Great guys. Sky had been out with capital and seen the other side where it's like, this is how much money, how much stuff they got to do. We're putting on the bus we're doing all this stuff. And a lot of money was spent. Uh, what's the word in the wrong, place. in the wrong places, like too high of a budget here. Don't be spending as much here. Save a bit and you'll have more for this. And when I went out with Sky, I saw some of it. I was like, man, they're just, they're really, really pushing you. And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, every single dime that they're spending is going to be recouped off of your record sales. And you're never going to see anything for how much they're putting in, except for hopefully the fan base, Mm -hmm. which she did. She came out with a great fan base, but also with a huge, you know, Capital Records bill at the end that like goes oh you owe us all this for all that promotion for the past bunch of years and like for when I look at a tour bus I go I walked off that tour bus when I was on it with her going how much is it a day I couldn't help but ask that tour driver you know right. and he's like well it's twelve hundred a day I was like well twelve hundred a day times sixty days holy frig uh, yeah. you know like that's a lot and of there money. There was a moment
2: I remember specifically where the full band so Matt was hired as the guitarist and I had a three other band members as well. And then we Matt and I started just doing acoustic touring to radio stations where it was just him and I playing. So they sent the other guys home, but they were still paying for this massive bus bus. for just like two of us to go to a radio station. This bus driver was
3: just driving the two of us around (laughs) and her mom and her mom. I was like, for $1,200 a day. I'm like, why not put us in an Escalade, the four of us, and then get a hotel room? Like, you're going to save way more than $1,200. So the, these kind of mistakes are huge when you when you watch it. And mm-hmm. for us, when we when Sky walked away from that deal and, and started getting this started, we just told ourselves we're not going to make those mistakes. Like so we got the vans, we made sure the van was comfy enough and we upgraded when we could afford it. So, you know, a couple of years ago when the van, when the van died, of course, but we'd also <laughs> done enough tours and grew enough that we went, OK, now we know what we should do next. Instead of buying a tour bus, we bought a school bus like a you know, like a mini school school bus or shuttle bus that you'd see at an airport. And we gutted that and we put that together. And that was our tour vehicle for the US for like the the past couple of years until that just died on us. uh,
2: The last tour. Last
3: tour. And it's the same thing. Now we'll upgrade a little bit, but we're not going to go to a tour bus. We'll probably get like what's called a bandwagon which Mm -hmm. will cost X amount of dollars. And that's where you have to be careful where you're just like, if you learn how to cut those corners, you can survive. But the problem is, is you need everybody to want to cut those corners. Mm -hmm. And you meet sometimes people have a band member that, you know, might play amazing drums, but if he's a goddamn headache and he costs too much, then it's like, well, how do I afford the bus and you like something to give somewhere. And I think everybody has to be on the same page to make sure that something like that works and, uh, it's, it's not easy. That's not, it's not easy. You got to find the right guys and you got to cut the right corners. Gotcha. Luckily
2: all our band members all share the driving duties. So yeah, we're all happy. of us share the
3: driving duties. <laughs> Even when we had the nice bus, we were all still sharing the driving duties. Cool. Well, to
0: gut the bus, to do the, um, all the stuff that you do in the videos, all the, all the stuff, all the scenery and whatnot to run the store, you know, you do a lot of personalized stuff as well. Um, When it comes to that stuff, how much did you, because obviously you're saying you're framing the stuff and you're putting, you're working with the lumber and stuff. Um, How much of that did you have to learn? Or
3: did you know that before getting into this situation? I was just lucky that when, because I've worked day jobs off and on uh, here and there, I always take, I always take jobs that I can leave and drop it in a moment so that I can find Find tours, So I used to always find work here and there. And the, actually the weirdest, coincidentally, the person that owned this church before us mm-hmm. was a house builder. So he was, once we took over the house, we found this, we rented it first. And then he, he offered it to sell it to us because he knew we liked it. So mm-hmm. we, we came up with a deal to try and make it, it buy it. In the meantime, he was building another house, a uh, town over, and I had no work that we weren't even really, the band had only started making the music videos. We hadn't toured or anything. And he right. let me, he, he let me work on a house with him. And I just, I took it as like learning a new trade. And I was like, I'm just going to go and check this out. So I spent uh, three or four months building a house with him. They kind of taught me a couple extra like quick things of like, oh, this is a lot of it's common sense. You just got to put your brain mm-hmm. into it and feel motivated and confident to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I just do that. And it, and with our sets, it, it does come in handy, but sometimes it's like Sky just has such a weird ideas or that I just start, you know, it's just grab the nail gun and just, Start nailing <laughs> things, things and just going, and it just turns into disaster a bit sometimes. It's mainly when you're trying to pull it apart. But yeah, like uh, some of it comes in handy, but a lot of it's just grab the nail gun and go. <laughs> okay. And Sky, for you,
0: the the stuff that you work on that you guys sell, the the different types of merch and stuff that you personalize
1: yeah all that stuff is
0: very elaborate. That i mean, did did you learn that from someone? Did you was that self-taught? Did you look at YouTube videos? How did you put all that together?
2: yeah. well, as far as like making my own clothes and things like that, making my own jewelry, that was just like a childhood hobby of mine ever since I was a kid. my parent my mom kept a lot of clothes that were either old clothes of hers or things that she had collected. and she had this big kind of, we call it the tickle trunk because of a Canadian show where they had like this dress up trunk called the tr- tickle trunk. And inside okay. of it was like everything you could possibly imagine. Are you talking about
3: Mr. Dress Up? Yeah, Mr. Dress I Up. know everybody knows Mr. Dress I think Up as a tickle ca- trunk. It's a
2: Canadian thing, is it? No. You guys don't know Mr. Dress Up? This is Canadian celebrity. Is he really Canadian? Yeah. Oh, Canadian man. celebrity. Jeez, that's he's a really canadian obviously. icon and anybody in canada would know mr dress but a
3: full icon like he's almost like he's <laughs> like your mr rogers then.
2: yeah it's like yeah our version of mr rogers yeah so uh mr dress had a tickle trunk and, and so did we and so i always Sounds creepy fr- now it does sound very creepy <laughs> <laughs> um, thinking about it now yeah (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah just putting on different outfits and then uh just i i would always uh for like i think my 16th birthday around there i had like i was given a sewing machine and that was kind of like a fun thing for me to experiment with and yeah watch youtube tutorials and how to make my own stuff i just was always into fabricating things and looking online and figuring out how to make it
3: always making and creating it doesn't matter if it's like if it's it's like even in the toilets, like like you go to the bathroom, like you go to the bathroom and there's like some kind of art piece in front of the toilet. You're just like, what did that? Where did that come from? This guy's like, oh, you know, it's just in the bathroom. And I saw this. There's like a forest growing now over top of our toilet or, you know, like there's just always somewhere. It's, it's like no matter what, even if it's not the music or the business, there's something else. Create a horse is, grow, you know, growing out of the wall in one of our parts of our house, something like that. There's always something that's coming up in her head. It's creative and strange. And at first I'm not always sold, but sometimes I am. I think it's great, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I really love uh, repurposing things like old junk, old clothes, figuring out how to use uh, things from my childhood to kind of like re- redo it. So that's always fun to me. And as soon as I discovered Shopify, I was like, this is perfect. This is how I can run my own store from home. And it I've been a big advocate for for bands having their own store even if they use merch companies to do like the bulk of the stuff at least have your own store so you can offer like the clothes that you wore in a music video and put that up for auction or if signed memorabilia or drum skins whatever it is there's always somebody out there that would find a, a, an original you know piece of of history of your band interesting and for me it, it's always fun to just you know, play around with that stuff. And whenever I feel creatively inspired and make some jewelry and, you know, some...
3: The best is the fails. There's some fails sometimes. <laughs> and those are always interesting to watch when it happens. Like What's the fails? Oh, like like our countertop. Remember when you didn't it's... expect that and all that stuff started falling everywhere? All that dupe
2: I still made it work in the well, end.
3: Yeah, yeah. Our floor, our hardwood floor has a bunch of it all over it. That's how well yeah. it worked. There's a yeah. bunch of things. You have fails. You have fails. Uh, are you referring to the countertop in the bathroom that you guys showed off in the video?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, she built it in the kitchen though, so it just she didn't realize. No matter how, how much
2: it was dripping,
3: amazing it look, it's dripping all over this weird resin, like really hard shit that's to get right. on all over our kitchen floor. I tried to Only tell a her. a couple
2: spots. That it's this five. is how you
3: decrease the value of your home, <laughs> and she doesn't get it.
2: Uh, we're not leaving this place.
3: There you cool. go.
2: Cool.
0: Um, Let's get to the album. We've been talking about all this other stuff and we haven't even talked about initiation yet. Um with this album it really seems like you guys have gone for the jugular with That's melodies, cool. with hooks, yeah, with just sonically it just sounds so full. Um it really it really seems like you guys really stepped it up a notch with cool. with the album. Um thank you. Yeah. Was this your intent going into the album or was this just a byproduct of you guys just organically working on it?
2: Well, I think going into any album, you're always thinking about how can we make this better than anything we've done? How can we do our best? And I think between Matt and I having the experiences we've had over the last few years of touring and seeing what works in front of a crowd, what doesn't having the experience of working together and how our kind of crazy different ideas clash and how we can best push ourselves and push each other to be the best versions of ourselves and bring a, a material to the table on top of the fact that we did have a, have a lot of time to work on this thing uh, between stops and starts with tours. We'd be you know close to finishing uh, a track listing and then we'd get an offer to go on tour for a few months. And then we'd have right. a break from, from the music and we come back and we go now that we've had these these months on the road we think this song isn't good enough or we need to push the chorus on this song and then we signed with napalm and then that was another kind of moment that we reflected and said okay how is the record doing now let's like work Does harder this fit with some yeah. of the stuff
3: that we were doing right are we still excited about some of the songs that's uh you know even even emotionally being in covid whether we like it or not it's you know mentally plays games with you so you end up writing different flavors in some of it too that we ended up liking more so it was a lot of
2: experimenting yeah
3: this was that's and and we appreciate that you like it and we appreciate that you see that we tried to go you know harder than we ever have and that that that, that's even sonically trying to make it sound sound the way i think is better than the other stuff and i think that it you know, it really w- was those things of just like, we didn't just go, here's the first 10 songs we wrote and we think are good, which is technically what we did for the last two records is like, like, like Lost in Psycho City, our first record, literally just Sky and I had this fun idea, wrote 11 songs and we got a record and then, or nine, whatever it is. Yeah. Same with the second record. We wasn't really overthought. We just went ahead it. But this one was thought, like really, we thought a lot through this guy.
2: Overthought. and Probably overthought <laughs> and, and,
3: and some songs that I think you know it's funny now because we're going through you know you, you kind of give the record a little break it goes away for a while it's mm-hmm. out now we haven't bothered you don't listen to it too much but I've been listening to a lot of the throwaways like or the bees <laughs> the B right? sides that we didn't use yet that I'm like man listen to this like we uh, maybe at that point I didn't think it was awesome but we've got some good bees here that I think are amazing now that I just mm-hmm. gotta go in and tackle again so it's uh we we you know we did sift through about 12 25 30 tracks to come up with this. Oh, wow those ones. And now I've got about a handful of ones that I feel like I can go in and start attacking and either have B-sides or maybe a whole other new record. I don't know. See. Okay. Um, Was there anything that you guys wanted
0: to do consciously different on this album? Like mix any ingredients that you hadn't done in the past or maybe use some sort of gear that you hadn't used in the past?
2: Uh, For me, I think it was just about having Songs that were going to create moments live. I think that's the one thing that stuck out in my mind over because it's been four years since we released our last. I think record. that's
3: one of our biggest things that stuck out when we mm-hmm. wrote this one more than either record. We never, when we wrote the last two records, we never thought to ourselves when we're writing how it'll work live. We don't actually think mm-hmm. about that. Like we, we, we're, we're not stupid. We're like, oh, that riff's dope. That's going to be cool live. But we, when we're talking, we, when we're building a set now, we think of. How we interact with a crowd, what 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 the crowd will be in. Are they going to
2: sing? Are they going to sing point? at this point? Are they going to clap a, at this? Will point? they get
3: down with us at this point? If they, are we all going to jump at this point? Will Where's we actually, the moshing? Yeah, like we really do go through what that. What parts
2: are people going to mosh to, and should those parts keep going because yeah. we are on a great tangent? I'm constantly here?
3: saying which parts are going to make people take their tops off, but it never works. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, we do really go through that. We're just constantly going like, oh, you know, this part would. This is going to work great. And sometimes we're writing riffs where I'm like, this will. This is a great riff, but we'll never be able to pull it off live. Like not the way with our energy, with what we do. I'll literally mm-hmm. have to stand there like a statue and play this. And no matter how cool that riff is, it's got to go. It's not going to work in the set. So I right. I literally am that picky about riffs right now, about not being that complicated, not being that simple. Everything's about the live thing. And I think you kind of hit it on the head mm-hmm. where we were like, we really want this thing to tear people's heads off live in a good way a dance way and a fun way of course but right. i think it will i think we've tried to really there's lots of cool peaks and valleys i think we have a song on there called mia uh you know we, i don't think right. we'd ever gone that i think that's the first time we've gone in this direction compared to all the other two records we've always had a bit of a this kind of reggae uh, urban right. influence behind us but i really think we started kind of pushing that even more on this record and i'm mm-hmm excited to de- delve into that even more yeah
2: i think that's another thing a point to uh, touch on is we want we've always had these different elements in our music but i think right. sometimes it comes off like a freight train i i reference that because opus mar was themed around a train and it's like go 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 go. everything's intense at like super high levels of like brain activity to try to understand what's going on in our music and i think we wanted to have more of a roller coaster feeling right. of one songs like an extreme left to the left side and one's extreme, right. And one's extreme up and extreme down and k- keep playing with that middle area. But without losing yeah, yeah.
3: us. I think we, I think we kind of, you know, sort of nailed it. We're close. You know, what's really nice is like I said, being able to step back a bit and look at these B sides makes me really excited to whatever, when we do step forward and start making new stuff, it'll be really excited to see what we do, what, what we do. Just, 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 just personally to each other. Like what, 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 what comes out next will be fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's really cool how you guys mix a lot of different influences with the music. A lot of stuff, you know, you mentioned the reggae, the ska, and, and MIA is really, like, going, like, in a like Jamaican dub uh, direction, not, like, dubstep what people know of, you know, not Skrillex. I'm talking mm-hmm. about more of, yeah. like, a, a, a reggae type thing. So, I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, is there anything that you guys have tried to incorporate that once – you got it into a song you said yeah that's not
3: gonna work for us we go back that happens a lot actually that we they don't that that happens a lot like (laughs) sky so sky and i have this way of writing like i write a bunch of wrists i think are great i'll send them to sky or bring them to sky and then sky will either agree with me uh or or will literally pick out the stuff that just does not connect with her at all and that's just got to go because Mm -hmm. i unless it's like I have the vocal idea that like works with the riff where I'm like, Oh man, trust me, this is going to work. I don't want her to have to work over something that isn't inspiring. Cause then we won't get, we won't get to where we really want to get to. I need her to be really excited about the stuff in the first place. Not go, yeah, it's kind of good. Matt thinks it's going to work. So I should do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I try to make sure that we're both like, damn, this is, this is awesome. Let's get this figured out. And I, so so that happens. And she's the same way with vocals. She'll send me stuff or show me stuff where I'm like, man, you need to go back to the drawing board. Send me, give me three more courses because sky can just keep riffing sky will riff and riff yeah. and riff. And it's it, as much as you come up with a great idea that first time around, a lot of people will say, Hey, I wrote that great song in five minutes. It's true. And then there's that other side where, like three months later, you found the real <laughs> vocal part and it yeah. happens sometimes. And with us that that's happened. So
2: there's been songs that have taken years yeah. that we revisit again at like six months later and say, Oh, I still really love this course, but I just feel like the rest isn't jiving for me. And then we'll go back to the driving drawing board and try other stuff. So we're constantly or the
3: jiving board. We go the back jiving to the board.
2: board. Yeah. <laughs> I think that people don't understand uh, just how much, collaborators need to almost like be brutally honest and harsh with each other and push each other other. other off. Yeah. Like Like your, your idea sucks. (laughs) I never
3: make. I've never seen sky cry, but I've seen her very bent when I've, when I've told her that I'm not into something and I can see that emotionally I've actually hurt her feelings and because she really does like it. And I'm not nice enough the way I even tell her about it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I just go, ah, dude, that's not working. That's, that's too too cheesy or too poppy for me. And I think it's almost, like- and it just told, I feel terrible, but I'm like, it just pushes her. It drives her to just like put her middle finger up to me and come up with something better though. And I right. think it's the same with me. She pisses me off. I'll be like, this riff's sick. How do I like this? this? And she's yeah. like, I just can't connect with it. And I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you just can't connect with it. You're crazy. And I literally will call her that and get grumpy and like silent and just like silent and not very productive for a bit. And then, like by the next day, I'm usually writing a new riff to replace that because I get that it just mm-hmm. won't make her; it won't bring the best out in her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is is there ever a time where you call each other out and say, you know what, I can tell from your from the emotions or from what you're emoting that you're really not into
3: this, so I'm not going to push it any further? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. times where we're trying to write and it doesn't connect. Sky's the one that calls it most of the time when she's not in the mood. She'll be like. Okay. We'll be running along a train. And if I, I've done it too, though, I've done mm. it too, where I'm like, we're in, we're in, we're in, and something doesn't groove mm. and she digs it. And I don't, and it stops us right in our path to the point where we're done working together that day. That's happened. Okay. That that happens. Okay.
2: I think it'd be really interesting to do like a judge Judy type of like court situation where I believe like one part is super strong and then you believe another part. And then it's like, we're trying to make a case for it. Like, don't you see how this lyric is so great? It's going to hit people in the heartstrings. streets. And you're going to say, no, that's cheesy. People will think that that's stupid. And they just kind of, that's how we are in like the studio, right? Like we're always trying to make a case for the parts we love. And then sometimes right. what's really funny is when Matt will write a part that I love, but he doesn't mm-hmm. like it. Or I will oh, write a, a lyric that he's like, Sky, that lyric you wrote was sick. And I'd be like, but no, it's not good enough. We need oh, something that's else. The worst. And you're like, but you wrote it. It's good. And I'm like, it's not good that's enough. That's
3: the worst part of it all is that as, <laughs> as a as a guy that does a lot of the production for the band, when mm-hmm. Sky comes to me uh, or or she's riffing and she comes up with something that's golden that I think is brilliant and she's just riffing. So she doesn't think it's brilliant. And I'm like, that's it. Let's not keep looking. And then she's she gets in this thing with because I said, let's not, she has mm-hmm. to. <laughs> and it just goes on and on. And we end up just right back to her golden moment that I picked out right. before. I'm like, this is awesome, Scott. You already have it. But she's done that to me too. There's a couple songs. The song Bad News, I'm wearing the sweater for it. The, uh-huh. That song wasn't even supposed to be on the record. I made that instrumental like years before... In fact, I remember when I made it, I even had to change the first riff. I changed it. But anyways, long story short, I I, was in
2: love with the instrumental, but he did not like any of the vocal ideas. I didn't
3: like any of the vocal ideas so much that I hated the song. anymore. I hated the even the instrumental. I was like, ah, screw it. We'll just move on. This guy's like, I love it so much. And I've connected with it. So she just kept trying and trying. and It was months and months. And then finally she brought something that I was like, this is awesome. The song's coming together now. You know, it's, and uh, she sold me on it. So this, it's a, it's an interesting battle with us. We definitely aren't, it's not like four guys that got together that like a hard, you know, or into hardcore music, just write a whole mm-hmm. hardcore band or, or into right. metal, write a metal band. We're definitely not trying to do that, uh, which is nothing wrong to that. Man, if you, you love certain, be passionate about it. We're passionate about experimenting. You know, that's what we're yeah. passionate about. Okay. Uh, Rob actually in the
0: chat asked, what influenced you guys initially and what influences you guys today in 2021?
2: Ah, well, I think the whole reason why we started Sumo Psycho was we wanted a I wanted a place to feel free to experiment as far as my voice and what I could bring creatively to the table. I wanted to be able to scream and rap and do crazy rhythms and sing soft and sing full on and to be able to write about whatever I wanted to write about without feeling limited. And I think that, that, that freedom of like complete, like honest, authentic expression, you know, doesn't necessarily always fit into what the world expects of either a genre or what you're supposed to do. And to me, um, originality and finding like digging into my own psyche and my childhood like memories that scarred me and figuring out why I... You're a child that's... with memories that scarred you? Well, everyone has movies that like <laughs> stick with them, like an image of when you're your a parents kid parents don't or... see
3: this. They're going to be like, what happened to my daughter?
2: <laughs> no, just like different things that like you won't realize are always kind of subconsciously shaping who you are and that's like i guess what people do when they're in therapy is like try to figure out what those issues are but <laughs> i just find that that's really inter- very interesting to me to try to like dig through and i think as far as like musically i think there's two things specifically i can nail that really catapulted sumo Psycho to start and that's matt showing me the record babylon by skin Dread, oh yeah okay and us hearing the song Uh, by Animal Alpha, fire, fire, fire on that video game, and between those two things happening pretty closely and concurrently, I was like, I gotta do this. I gotta do a heavy project.
3: Yeah, we should. uh, There's a band called Animal Alpha. They're out of, I think they're Sweden. Sweden, yeah. I think they're Sweden. Sweden? Oh, so you know, you know, yeah. yeah, They did. I think it was around '92, somewhere around there, that they came out, and I didn't know anything about them. We just play the video game Pacific (laughs) something, Pacific Rim or something like. It's a racing game. Okay. I love racing games, and that this song is on it called "Fire, Fire, Fire." And I was like, "Man, this this song, this girl is badass. The music's yeah. badass." And I we just checked out the records, and we we're like, "This is just so cool." Like, so that yeah, I could see how that's a good one. I never thought about that.
2: That's yeah, like, I think it was because we literally listened to Babylon, and then I heard that song "Fire, Fire, Fire" with a female screaming doing those crazy rhythms like da 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 and just attacking it so fierce i was i was like just between those two bands i i was like i'm ready to attack something new like that's exciting ready to yeah i was ready to
0: yeah i was actually turned on to them by uh one of the nhl games they had a song called Brundi that was in Oh yeah we know brundy of
3: course that track's awesome man Yeah, hard tone on that record i love that record yeah, she's actually. She has a black metal band now. That, we, that. Know. we know. We know. We checked it out. We're not as in love with it. I'm for. It's not like I don't like it, but there was something about Animal Alpha that had this yeah. extra uniqueness to me that I'm. I don't know what it is, but I can't. I can. I still listen to them to this day. Yeah. yeah.
2: You pay there's for There's a whole lot of energy. the edge. That's their <laughs> record that we loved.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of energy that comes off like a rawness to them that really.
3: It, it's really cool. It, it's. Uh, I enjoy what they do yeah I wish uh, you know there, i there's a lot of bands out there that i you know I wish they were still together or this band was that, but that's right. a band I've, I could see live or because I've seen videos, of course, and I've seen mm-hmm. some images on on uh on YouTube, and I just think that that would probably be a great band to catch you know I feel like I feel like that's kind of what we 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 are if you catch us is what you would have mm-hmm. seen from them probably you know,
2: yeah, yeah. I think of that, that, and then also like just growing up having my influences of my kind of weird pop life has always kind of, you know, I always have those hooks. Whenever we're writing music, I always go back to some of those pop hooks just because I spent so many years trying to hone my pop songwriting skills that no matter, yeah, no matter what heavy bands that I fall in love with, there's still a side of me that can't escape the, the infectious you know, pop hooks that I kind of grew up on. Some
3: of them drive me effing nuts, man. <laughs> I like some of them. I lo- like, I love pop. I I really do. I'm a big fan of pop music. If it's amazing pop music, it has mm-hmm. to be like oozing the good pop because there's lots of pop out there that I don't agree with. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just typical. But then there's like those artists that really shine through as just incredibly creative pop artists. still. Uh, so I'm still in, but there's t- Sky knows how to write both. She knows mm-hmm. how to write really eclectic, cool pop. And then she knows how to write the, like, you know, as dumb as it gets hook that you want to, you almost, you hate it, but you love to hate it. You know, you, right. you want to hate it, it but you wake in up head. in the morning singing and you're like, Oh my God, she's right. And uh, <laughs> that happens sometimes. And you, I got to deal with it. I'm you know... sorry. Um,
2: okay, not well, only under the bus, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> when, um, one of one of my fellow uh patrons here that's in the chat tweeted earlier today that you guys were gonna be on. Uh someone by the name of Willoughby Savington replied via Twitter and said, They opened for ginger when I saw them a few years back. They pulled on, they put on a great show. Sky got down into the pit and got everyone to lay down. They jumped up at once. Later, she made her way to the bar and was taking shots of whiskey while performing.
3: <laughs> After that, she ran the merch booth.
2: <laughs> yeah, sounds like a typical night. That
3: sounds <laughs> like a typical night for us. We're a hands-on band, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are saying that shows are starting back up. If, if you guys could go out and tour with anyone what would be the one band that you would that you guys w-
3: would want to go out with Ooh. faith no more oh look at you we were yeah. just
2: talking about them today we so. were
3: just talking about faith no more they just announced some cool stuff coming up i don't know there's lots of bands we love i right now i've i don't know if you know the band Refused, but i'm a big fan of the refused and they're uh i love their guitar playing and i think the singer is wild and i've seen them a couple times and So like if there was a band I could, you know, be opening for and watching every night when I'm done playing, they would be a great band to watch every night once we're done playing. Uh,
2: You know what the truth is? I think that that this question I've not that I haven't answered with many different answers before, but I think at the end of the day, my favorite crowds to open for are cold crowds. Cold crowds. Yeah. I love my favorite thing in the world is taking that dude with that pissed off face with his arms crossed, who's having a horrible night, who's like waiting for the main act and thinks that he has to sit through another half an hour of some band he doesn't like and turning him into a fan that's going to get down on the floor with the rest of us, let me ride his shoulders from the bar back to the stage and ends up (laughs) at the merch booth buying five shirts for him and his four kids. That has happened before and that's what I love.
3: It's true. It is actually a lot of fun (laughs) playing for cold crowds because I'd like to think that we've honed as sky used the word honed we've honed in on our craft as a as a a live of a live band i feel like a lot of our um popularity over the years that has come is because of our live act in a lot of ways and it's because we interact we know how to work with the crowd really well sky knows how to pull things out of people that probably weren't expecting to like us they usually end up walking away enjoying themselves even if they're not usually into the music they're like oh this is you know a little lighter a little not as you know this or that either way they usually end up having a good time with us and sky knows how to do that and i actually it's enjoyable for me from the stage you know I, i'm stuck on stage playing it's enjoyable seeing sky without she usually has a wireless mic when she gets into that crowd she actually you know really does target the you know that elitist guy that doesn't really want to be part of it, but sort of does. He's almost there. It's she, like
2: he's calling to me, and I'm like, I just, need to let you have a good time. Yeah, it's too it tight tonight, come on, let it go. Fun, it
3: almost becomes a fun game, seeing how many she can try and pull forward and get in. with.
2: Her. Yeah, even even that. the one guy, specifically I remember in New Zealand, I held up the entire show to try to get him to give me that energy I was looking for, and he just right. wouldn't budge. He wouldn't budge, and I was like, I have to keep going with the show. I'm sorry, man, you just... You know, let all these people down. They're all rooting for you. And then at the end of the show, he ends up at the merch booth. I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? Like, you literally would not give me the time of day while I was performing. And he still bought a shirt because he just admired the fact that I was willing to try my hardest to get him (laughs) to have a good time. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, it's funny. You kind of jumped into my next question, which was or which is what was the hardest crowd to win over?
1: Hardest
3: crowd ever. Was there a specific tour that sticks out to you guys opening for a band? Yeah, there was a couple tour. There was just our very last tour was probably one of our couple cold nights when we played with, uh, we were out with 69 69 Eyes. Eyes. We were out with a band called 69 Eyes. Uh, Really nice guys, kind of legends in their own right for what they do. But it's like a bit more of a gothy vibe than what we are. And uh, there was a couple nights there. That like you know that gothy crowd just was like they did. I felt like they were like yeah. I mean, What is it? Is it Nosferatu? That Dracula thing where they there's like that <laughs> old famous black and white film where right. that guy's doing that. It's like I it felt like they all did that for the first couple of songs, and then they get used to us. They see what we're doing, and they usually embrace this. But I felt like that tour was probably one of the harder ones. I think a couple times. Yeah, I, was, I think like, it's
2: because my usual tactic to win over people is to really like get in, get the crowd involved but when there's a crowd that's literally afraid to t- you know, to be kind of interactive mm. or to yeah, they touch a their neighbors. They're not or... moshing. <laughs> they, they stick to themselves a little bit more, like in the way that they kind of work. Which is I think. totally okay. Totally fine different. But like styles.
3: Sky likes to Sky will be like the kind of person that won't really ask I'll be... for permission. She'll just jump on the top of people.
2: I'll be the one mm. like handing random people shots and expecting them all to like down them with me and letting or me jump on their shoulders. Jumping on their stuff. shoulders. And when and they're like, just when... like, oh don't touch me. Yeah I'll there's like
3: gother guys are like don't touch me. I'm like, whoa, why don't you want to be Touch. they're just a little weird but uh but all nice people like there was never a real problem and we always mm-hmm. sold merch and met new people but it was definitely it, is, it felt colder at the it is an, times. it's
2: always adapting to the crowds too it's to right. know you know matt and i will always usually especially if we're going on a new tour we know that a lot of people won't know who we are we're always coming up with like okay what cover song are we going to do like you know, three or four songs in so that if they haven't gotten one over yet, there's something that is at least somewhat familiar to them. That'll kind of give them that jumping off point to say like, okay, I can kind of dig this. Yeah. And so we always kind of think when we're going on tour with a new band, like, okay, what cover do we want to pull out because every crowd's different and every crowd will like different types of And it's always in the third.
3: See, this is what I mean by we think of it. It's always on the third or fourth spot. In Depending on the crowd, if the crowd's cold, then we'll go by three or four. It's We got to get that cover in. And we don't even do a full cover. It's usually like a minute and a half, two minutes of just like to make sure that they are just like, oh, they they can sing along with us for a minute, you know? And that's mm-hmm. a huge thing to win people over. So that's right. something we always put in. We're always like, if we especially if we see a cold crowd. Mostly it's if you see people like this, we're like, oh, we're doing the cover. Right. But, yeah. You
1: know?
3: <laughs> Last one we were doing was BYOB uh, from System. And it was, you know, same thing. It was one of those things where it really helped make the crowd understand what we're doing, because system's mm-hmm. a unique band. There's a lot of world yeah. a lot of interesting stuff going on there that I think that we are a bit of influenced by. And mm-hmm. if you can get your head wrapped around seeing us do a cover of it, you can start to understand where we're coming from a bit more, I think. So we mm-hmm. kind of picked up like that to do live, yeah, makes sense. And with sixty nine eyes,
0: you guys are at the opposite end of the. Spectrum of the color spectrum, literally. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. talking about a completely black crowd there, yeah. And you guys are coming out with vibrant colors. Do you ever think, you know what? Next show, we're going to change up
3: to kind of fit in more, or or it's the <laughs> opposite. <laughs> uh, I know, me, 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 me. Uh, okay, so like, so like, <laughs> you know, we we are obviously paying attention. We're we're trying mm-hmm. to sell our merch as well as we can. We're also not the kind of people who just don't want to be who we are. But Sky loves to dress in punk rock clothes metal clothes she does whatever she wants but she loves her colors but i remember specifically you know when we were on the ginger run we were just selling like hot cakes you know those right. people were there to see a girl rock didn't matter if it was tatty or not they loved sky it was great you go into the 69 eyes thing it's a whole different vibe there's like you know they're all there they're looking for these artsy gothy dudes and i'm like cool great so that sky comes out we're playing the whiskey go-go if i i'm correct And she comes out looking more like Barbie than you could ever look like. She's got a pink tutu on, this like little white shirt. And I was like, honestly, out of all the days we're in L.A., you decide to go as colorful as possible. And then like every person is dressed like Dracula. Like I was like, yeah, I just and I remember we finished the night and we had a great night. It was all around. But I remember us sitting on our in our bus later going, how do we do in merch? Now the whiskey isn't good. Isn't a great call for merch because you have to go upstairs, so it does cut okay. some people going up. But anyway, I remember Scott going, "Maybe I should have tried some black clothing tonight." <laughs> <laughs> and so like the next, the next show was like in Pomona or wherever we were, right. and Scott came out in, in my, like a whole different rock where's outfit. My, where's
2: my spike bra? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the black studs. Thank you. Bring it over here now.
3: Yes, came out with this tough- stuff. <laughs> black corset we sold a bunch extra merch so (laughs) you know it's one of those things you got to play around and feel it out but likes her colors she'll just do what she wants that's the way it goes cool
0: um as far (laughs) as touring is concerned are you guys contemplating touring at this point because they're talking about shows in the fall already from some bands uh is there anything in the works for you guys um
2: yeah, nothing we can officially announce just yet, yeah. but we're we're trying to work something out for the end of the year. Like, like,
3: like, like, uh, like our agents talked to us about a run with another band, a bigger band than us, uh, in late October, uh, okay. and they're cool, and, and it would be fun if we can pull it off. I just, it really comes down to logistics. Like, I'm okay. I'm going to get my vaccination shot on Monday, so if I don't die, then that's a good step towards <laughs> to making this tour happen. Okay. and
2: uh, <laughs> yeah canada is really strict right now with restrictions, we're on our lockdown so. so
3: we've got to get our vaccination shots but but as it comes down to it yeah like we're obviously the soon as it opens and everything's safe we want to get on tour mm-hmm. our ag- agents talk to us about it when, i know
2: the fans want it we really see bad it, we see america's Syria. opening
3: up in places i also mm-hmm. wonder to myself no matter how much these announces are happening is will there be any backlashes still uh, right. And because of restrictions and codes and different bylaws in different if different cities and states, mm-hmm. uh, we have no. We, it's very early still. Like I saw that Mad right. Ball play. Madball did New York uh, three weeks ago or something. No masks. Three or four thousand people looked incredible. Made me want to go on tour like crazy. I was like, oh yeah, awesome. And then I saw a couple things about how there's uh, legal ramifications from that right. two days later, and I'm like, yeah, that's what you know. We'll see what yeah. happens. So fingers crossed. Uh, but as soon as it becomes available where we can get on the road, we're going to, I, that's what we want to do. We want to be safe about it and healthy, but that's how we, we, we earn a living by trying to tour, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually in Europe. So our lockdown
0: oh, okay. for, for province ended on the ninth. So it was like fucking, you know, uh black Friday cars were lining up to to get out of, of each province to get to the beach or to get to this.
3: Or to get to where that, in, yeah, where are you in uh, Europe? I'm in Spain. Oh, oh no way, that's oh. this guy's favorite places ever! Beautiful. Where in, what Spain?
1: Part in
2: Spain?
0: I'm in the north center, I'm about 40 minutes outside of a city called Bilbao. Um, uh, right outside of a city called uh, Santander. If you've seen any of these Santander banks on what, the east coast, of the what U.S. Made your travels end up there. Uh, my family's originally from here. Um, they wow. migrated to the States, um, in the sixties, I was born in the States and, um, I met my wife and, uh, was a bit shell shocked from witnessing nine 11 in person and right. wow. decided that I needed to go elsewhere. So, wow. uh,
3: so I've been here for, um, almost 18 years now. So, wow.
2: Amazing. Awesome. What a place good for to you. Live.
3: Congratulations. I mean, that's a beautiful yeah. place. I'm sure you're yeah. happy. Yeah. It's, it's different. You know, every place has its,
0: um, good and bad things, but you know, you, you learn to, uh, like you guys, you learn to work within the parameters and make the best of what you got.
3: Sure.
2: Yeah. That's 100%. Cool. So,
3: <laughs> to learn to adapt. <laughs> there you go. Pivot as, uh.
2: As
0: Sky has said many times.
2: Yeah, we have a little inside joke about pivot. We were on okay. our last, our last, our last live stream with our fans, and it was the word of the day.
3: The word of the day was pivot. That and we <laughs> have chick, the pivot and chicken wings and top hats. We've been using because whenever we get haters, instead of trying to tell them to fuck off, we just say chicken wings and top hats.
2: And they just emoji <laughs> it. Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. It's a nice way of being mean. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, makes sense. <laughs> Usually all the haters are like, what? What's this mean? And we're like, yeah, Jay a dumbass motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There you go. Um, Another question from the chat came in that I want to ask before we wrap things up here. How did you guys come upon your name?
2: Ah, well, bandnamegenerator.com. No, just. (laughs) (laughs) um. We uh, I wrote a list of, of words that I kind of liked and Matt and I played and naming a band is the hardest thing in the world because mm. you want to come up with something that's original enough that when someone Googles you, they can find you. But it also wants to describe what your sound is. It wants to look cool when it's written out on a logo. It's just like so many things Right. And we're never 100%. Matt and I always, there's always a situation where we're like, oh, man, why did we never our band that? <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, sumo brought me influences of power, strength, in your face, can't miss it, psycho, unpredictable, a little bit wild. And that's kind of like what we try to create with our music. So
3: we also thought it looked good on a leather jacket. Well, oh, it wasn't us. It was like Sky was, We were we were lucky enough to be hanging out with, Tim Armstrong from Ranted one night, right? And Sky was Sky had done some work with him and written, written some songs with him. So he was like, "Come and see me play, hang out." Actually, I think Sky was performing with him that night. And he he was like, "So you got this new band?" Blah blah blah. And Sky's like, "Yeah, man." Blah blah. And she's like, "So what are you calling it?" And she was like, "Sumo Psycho." And he asked Lars, his guitar player, if it mm-hmm. thinks Sumo Psycho look good on a leather jacket and. Then, Lars was like, yeah, man, that's a good idea. Like, they were cool. And I, was guy kind of looked at me and was like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, I don't know. I still don't like it. But anyway. Yeah. It kind of stuck like that. It was mainly Tim that pushed this, I think. The
2: most. Yeah. Cool. Yeah,
3: 100%. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was
0: any connection with Suicidal Tendencies because I know they spell Psycho the same way as well.
3: The connection is definitely there. It's like that was that when, when Sky first came up with the band name and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, Sumo Psycho. Uh, because of the way psycho was spelt with all the letters and stuff, I didn't right. think it was. I, I brought up because I'm a huge suicidal fan and I loved infectious grooves back in the day. Right. I was like, no, they used to use CYCO. And this was a time right. where suicidal was like kind of slowed down. Like they weren't, you know, they've kind of made a comeback lately. They're out again, but it was kind of like quiet. And I just thought it was a cool homage to it. Mm-hmm. And
2: I like the fact that it was, like, four four, four letters, letters on four letters, like, right. stacked or four. on knuckles. Like, yeah. it was just so, fit really well. It
3: definitely has something from suicidal. You know, I just, I I, I'm careful about how I say it, because I just don't want to be like, oh, yeah, we just stole from, uh, we love, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. It was a homage, th- a homage thing, I guess. That's I
2: cool. think the thing was, is because Matt was a fan, but I wasn't as familiar, that when mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, spell it like this, I'm like, oh, that works perfect. It's easier to spell. It's more e- Googleable because it's, like, Hardly people felt like that. And I started using it like everywhere, calling our fans psychos, putting psycho merch, all this, all this stuff. And more and more people brought it up. And then it was literally like after we'd kind of established ourselves as a band that, that I started learning more about how much psycho is used in suicidal tendencies, like psycho Mike. And they have records right. and in every song that mentions the word psycho, oh, it's spelled like that. And I was like, I didn't realize how integrated that word was into suicidal tendencies i thought it was like one album or one song that they spelled that way we also
3: have to remember that we were not <laughs> so, even going to be sumo psycho the band mm-hmm. wasn't technically going to be a band. like sky and i were from two opposite polar places we just were going to write a couple songs and make a couple music videos and that was it we were just like let's just do it because we haven't seen each other in a while and get into the studio and so even coming up with a band name i don't completely feel like we realized the v- adventure. adventure that we were about to try and take i thought we were just building something that like literally the next year we might be on to other things and it was just a one-stop shop fun little Mm -hmm. thing and for the longest time i tried or for the at the first while i I fought with sky about the band name because i didn't i liked it but i also thought it's misleading in some ways it does Mm -hmm. make people think japan right away and Mm -hmm. there's some things like that which i'm like you know sky loves japan we love japanese rock so all of this still worked and i was like okay cool i tried to convince her to name it something else she's like no i love it i'm like okay but i didn't none of neither of us knew that we were about to go into 10 years of six years on the road
2: you know we didn't know people were later. gonna start tattooing the band name on yeah, themselves and now we can't change it <laughs> yeah there was a time
3: where we actually considered really changing the band name where we we're like you know uh maybe we maybe it isn't a strange name some people have it we we're it's not the first time we're not gonna lie it's not the first time we've had labels come to us and actually tell us that we're like we love the band but the name is too strange for us and we're just like well we have people that have tattooed it on their chest man like it ain't fucking not changing it (laughs) man like that's not fair to these people that care about us and Mm -hmm. it's literally that's it's stuck with us because of those people mostly that's mainly sky she's like man i we can never change it now there's some really good there's a lot of people out there that have been caring enough to to get our signatures tattooed on their bodies. Like last thing we're going to do is change our band name now. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I mean, so now we love it. We have to love it. Long baby, story. You question. guys asked what about the band name, <laughs> but, but think about it. You know, the real truth is if anybody, you know, it's, it's a, it's a monumental moment when you're creating a business to make mm-hmm. sure your brand is right. Because right. even for us, we do have complication because of that brand. And for a band that likes to share knowledge and learn and try to teach, it is something you should really, really consider and think about, like making sure that that brand can hit on all levels, on mm-hmm. all those places that they need to, what kind of complications you could come into, and do you love the brand name? Because right. you, if you really love it and you're going to put some time into it and it starts to grow, like us, it's going to be years and years of supporting that. So you got to think about that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. We at least love it enough to still support it. Cool. That is awesome.
0: Um, you mentioned before that You guys are very active on social media. Um, Where should people go to keep up with you guys on social media and find out, you know, when the tours are announced, if there's anything else going on?
2: Yeah. Um, For us, it's, uh, we try to be on as many socials as possible. So you can find us at S-U-M-O-C-Y-C-O everywhere. It's just uh, the handles are just Sumo Psycho. So whether that's SumoPsycho.com or Twitter or instagram or even if you
3: spell her name right TikTok. wrong it usually comes up
2: yeah that's <laughs> one of the reasons just like uh brad said of the, in the chat you google it comes oh, up right away that
3: was another one actually this is a perfect one sky had actually thought about that half the reason she stole me on the band name was she was like nobody when they google this that's nobody's gonna have this band name nobody will spell it this it won't be an argument there's not a band out there called cake and you're gonna get confused with bacon Cakes Cakes. or any of that like this is straight up Very simple to find us. If you hear about us and want to look us up, you should be able to find us. And I was like, she's right. That's a really good idea in this day and age with the Matt had
2: a band previously called Dodger. And anytime you try to Google his name, it's like you have to go through pages and pages of baseball. Stuff until you can find one musical post about it, and, and it's seventeen
3: like, other bands named Dodger, yeah, right, or Artful Dodger, or you know those. That's a perfect example of the you know finding something that you really can find easily on the net fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: makes sense. Um,
0: before wrapping up, I got to ask you guys where I need to send the bill for uh, choruses like Bystander and yeah. uh, Vertigo being stuck in my head for days on end. They're They're renting my headspace. That's great. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, there's been many occasions since I've been, you know, since the label has been sending stuff to me that I get up and vertigo's in my head continuously. It's like, it's there again, you know? So so buying the vinyl, like I showed you guys before, was a no brainer for me because the, the stuff, you know, a lot of these choruses are, are earworms. So, um, I thank you guys for not only your time, but for the music. Like I said, what I said to you guys before, I honestly meant it. I do think you guys have raised the game with this album. Thank you. And it's catchy as hell. It's heavier than what you guys have done. And at the same time, it's more experimental than what you guys have done before as well. So it's as if you guys are ticking off so many boxes at the same time. So I thank you guys for, again, for your time and for initiation. I love the album. So. Thank, thank you, you so thank much you for having us, brother. Thank that was a so lot much. of fun. it
2: Means a lot that you had such kind words for us that we appreciate it and and hope uh yeah, hope to just keep spreading the word and getting that good music out there.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right guys, I appreciate it and uh hopefully we'll hook up again in the future. Thank you my man. Have Sounds a good, good one. Have, have a, a
2: lovely evening. Bye.
0: Okay. See you guys. Awesome. That was my interview with Sumo Psycho. That is Uh, When it comes to the live stream that currently breaks the record of the longest I've had anyone on here, Um, it still doesn't touch Gene Hoagland's uh, five and a half hours or Bumblefoot's three hours and change. But I only intend on, you know, when when the labels ask, how long is this going to be for Um, an hour max? And sometimes they say, no, no, can't go past 20 minutes, can't go past 30. So you try to work through those confines. I wasn't told any of that here. And I was ready for questions, and I saw that we had a good groove going, and that's why I was able to ask the questions that uh, that you guys um, mentioned in the chat. So um, I appreciate everyone's support, everyone that checked this out live. Um, if it's the first time that you're here because you wanted to check out the Sumo Psycho interview, uh, please go to marsattacksradio.com, and you'll find out or you'll find all of the um, a media's, or Jesus, I'm fumbling. It is uh, 1.25 in the morning, folks, so I apologize. You'll find links to all of my social media uh, pertaining to the podcast. Uh, you'll find a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube for the Signals from Mars live stream, the, the replays, I should say. Uh, you'll also find the past episodes of the podcast you'll find um the new releases which i put out every week every friday last friday um the 7th the sumo psycho album came out the gojira album came out and the tetrarch album came out i featured all three of them on marsattackradio.com and two of the three vinyls are here uh, the other one is on the way the tetrarch is the only one that i don't have so And I couldn't get the uh, special edition with that because shipping was just too out of whack for that. It almost cost more than the actual vinyl from uh, from the label for some reason. So um, I'm just getting the plain black on that, but still a cool album nonetheless. Uh, You guys that come here week after week know that what I say is how I feel and this is who I am. And there are people that know me longer that are in the chat. And even though I may be annoying or obnoxious or, or whatnot, you know that what I say is 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 what I feel most of the time. And, and I really enjoy their album. I'm not blowing smoke up anyone's ass. I think it's something that's really worth checking out, you know, with an open mind. Is it Slayer? No, it's not Slayer. Is it, um, you know, straight up pop music? No, it's not that either. It's a lot of different things mixed in. They brought up... Um, uh, system of a Down, I can see the similarities because of all the different you know influences that they bring in to make Sumo psycho what it is. But it's still not you know System of a Down either. It's a whole different animal. Check out their stuff um, on YouTube. Again, twenty some odd videos. They're saying they're pushing twenty five, if not more. It's ridiculous. And all of this stuff is really cool. It's not just a bunch of you know, dudes up on stage, just, you know, kind of mailing it in. It's all really cool visually. So um, that's all I'm going to say about that. I uh, want to send a shout out to all of the uh, patrons, whether you guys are with me today or whether you're checking this in the replay, we have Gabriel, Brad Dahl. And uh, I believe that Jeremy was here earlier. Uh, We also have Steve Holker, Mark Striegel, um, Chris Vaglio, who is the newest patron, and I don't believe I'm missing anyone. Um, But uh, if I did, I apologize. I appreciate all your support with Patreon, and I appreciate anyone that's just listening to this and follows me on all the various platforms where my shows are available. And uh, that's that. Uh, Thank you guys once again. And we will see you next time right here on the Signals for Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast. See ya.
2: Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show.